from Red Rocks Worship out there in Colorado. Nobody like you. Good morning. That's Leanna. My name is David. Ray Haynes is in this morning teaching on Pentecost after everybody is now thinking peach milkshake. Can you get a peach milkshake before 1030? I'm sure you can. (laughs) Are there rules? I don't think so. Hmm. We said that because one of the foods that you eat at Pentecost is milk mm-hmm. and milk products. Peach milkshake, the best milk product you could ask for. <laughs> so, uh, you know, when we, we started this discussion at 7 o'clock and when the first question was somebody had called in and asked, you know, is, do you have to be baptized in the Holy Spirit to be saved? The question was obviously no. Uh, what's wonderful about the feasts is it's a journey. And it, it matches up with our, our salvation, our life, our journey with God. The Feast of Unleavened Bread, Passover, and first fruits. it's all about Jesus dying, rising, and coming and dwelling to save us. It's pretty clear, right? The event uh, right between that is when in the desert they went through the Red Sea, which was a picture of baptism in water, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so now they didn't have to go through that. God could have done lots of different ways. They would have still been free. Likewise, at Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit baptizes us, he writes the word on our hearts, gives us a new language. Now, again, that comes after all of that. So you're going to see over and over and over, if you just notice it, that God did all these shadows and types and things, uh, pictures for us, so we'd have answers to these questions. So we wouldn't have to fear and worry in this. Am I doing everything right? You know, the great thing is God will just speak to you if you just Mm -hmm. let him, and he'll communicate all those things. Now, we talked about Passover, many things represented Jesus that throughout history were just shadows, types, pictures of the lamb of Passover, wine that was the blood, unleavened bread was his body that was barley that was harvested and waved. Now, there are certain commands for the Feast of Weeks that's rather seems unusual based on what we just came from Passover. But Leviticus 23, from the day after the Sabbath, the day you brought the sheaf of the wave offering, that's the barley, mm-hmm. count off seven full weeks, count off 50 days up to the day after the seventh Sabbath, and then present an offering of new grain to the Lord. For wherever you live, bring two loaves made of two-tenths an ephah of the finest flour baked with yeast as a wave offering of first fruits to the Lord. All right, so that's kind of different, right? Uh, There's yeast in the bread. This is the only service in which priests use leavened bread. Just six weeks earlier, 50 days ago, Israel had spent a week eating unleavened bread, which is a picture of the Passover lamb Mm -hmm. and the removal of sin from our lives. Now you got two loaves for the grain offering that contains yeast. That seems Mm -hmm. a little confusing, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. So why? Well, number one, the harvest that is us is going to be people who will not live entirely sin-free. Unleavened speaks of God. He's holy. No one holy like God is holy. The church, we rely on his righteousness to make us blameless. Mm-hmm. We, we just, uh, we have bad days and good days. Uh, leaven and yeast is a symbol of decay, all right? While we're in these bodies, we're dying or decaying daily. So it's just a picture of us. We are that bread. That's not, at Pentecost, that bread isn't Jesus anymore. It's a picture of us. It's also a picture of God, but in a different way. Uh, number two, in the same way that the Israelites lifted up the serpent in the desert and it represented Jesus, that seemed pretty odd. Uh, this leaven represents the Holy Spirit. 
Matthew 13. Another parable he spoke to them, the kingdom of heaven is like leaven. <laughs> That's weird, huh? Which a woman took and hid in three measures of mill till it was all leavened. So occasionally there's these little pictures that are very different. In this case, the Holy Spirit in us is causing a change in us, just like yeast does. Mm -hmm. Changing our nature and character into a sweet-smelling fragrance, like, you know, fresh, yeasty bread. Wow. It just, you can, miles away you can get that. So, in this particular feast, you know, when you're taking bread for communion, typically it's unleavened bread, but, you know, once you've gone past Passover, you can actually, uh, any kind of bread, it doesn't matter if you have yeast or not, it, it actually tends to represent the Holy Spirit if it has yeast in it. So if you always have been eating just those crackers... Step out a little bit. You're mm. good to go. <laughs> uh, the other thing that happens at Pentecost is the Jews read the book of Ruth. And she is a Gentile that was harvested into Israel, mm. which is a wonderful picture of most of us, right? Mm -hmm. The Torah reading for the Sabbath immediately following uh, Shavos or Pentecost is usually uh, Bab Midbar. It's called In the Wilderness. The rabbinic tradition uh, says that the Torah was given in the wilderness to demonstrate that it was not the property of a tribe, but rather was available to anyone who chose to claim it as theirs. What a cool little thought. Here's what Ruth said. Entreat me not to leave you to her mother-in-law or to turn back from following you for wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. There's the transformation. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be burned, buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything but death parts you and me. She's definitely committed, I, you gotta say. She's considered to be the pioneer of all who choose or convert to follow the living God. Just as the Jews accepted the Torah at Mount Sinai, and this passage traditionally has been understood as her conversion statement. Mm -hmm. So a tradition is to share what we have. If you read the book of Ruth, mm -hmm. uh, you're not supposed to glean the edges of the field and that's how she stayed alive, basically. So a tradition is to share what we have in keeping with the commands to feed the stranger, the orphan, the widow, and the poor, and unfortunate people like Boaz uh, did for Ruth. It's really, we talked about giving the first fruits. This is the other really significant thing for uh, this time, giving to the poor. Massively, massively big in Pentecost. Since Ruth was the ancestor of King David, and according to the Talmud, David was born and died on Pentecost. We can look at David's life as an example of our life journey, too. We can follow him from boyhood to death, from sheep field to the throne, from worship to sin to repentance. Wonderful picture of uh, the mercy and grace of God and a guy who is all in for God. So those are all kind of themes that go with Pentecost. Very good. Ray Haynes in teaching on Pentecost this morning. A special rise in Stein for you on a Friday here in June. Mm. That's it couldn't be. That yeah, it is. All Green Outdoor Center in Dawson.